Welcome to another great episode of Sports Matters. I am your host, Kevin Drake, and my partner, Matt Burt, sitting to me. We're in the uh, backup studio because we just had some fun this morning with the Switchboard A crashing on us. So fun, fun here at the radio station, but the show must go on. Well, you know, Switchboard A has been doing such a good job. They got to bring in the reserves this time, you know. Exactly. You know, it's kind of like LeBron James does it all. The Switchboard A is our LeBron James of the studio, and it just does everything 24-7 for how many? years in a row, I think it needs to break. It needs a break. <laughs> it, need, it needs a break. I don't think it needs to break. Right. It doesn't need to break, but it needs a break. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have to rely on, you know, the J.R. Smith and Kevin Love of the, of the radio station. Because, <laughs> so, see, sports we'll see matters. Uh, our analogies are always with sports. I mean, it's, and it's a weekend of champions from the Triple Crown to the French Open, the NBA, the NHL. we got the World Cup coming up. So we, we just got to do a quick preview of each, right? Is right. So, we're gonna do it. so this is where we're going to start with the Triple Crown. Amazing. It seems like they come in bunches. In the 70s, there was three Triple Crown winners, 73, 77, 78, that being Secretariat, Seattle, SLU, and, and Affirmed. Didn't have one for 36 years until American Pharaoh, Bob That You just said it right there. He's the horse whisperer. You said it, Matt. He really is the horse whisperer. It's just it's astounding. You know, what? it's like you said, what he touches, it's just amazing. I, I, I'm a loss for words because it's pretty cool seen it in our lifetime now that we could actually Twice. yeah i mean i was a little baby so i didn't really understand what a triple crown was in the 70s however i understand what it is now and it's pretty cool justify did it i know and i i, I feel like i'm kind of spoiled because i got the back half i never saw any sort of triple crown <laughs> i thought it was like oh that's a myth but no uh, it's I, <laughs> yeah don't change anything don't shorten the belmont track leave it as is they love the challenge and trust me these horses they love the challenge and you think about this horse mr baffert paid five hundred thousand dollars for this horse and it's brought in over 75 mil yeah pretty I think, amazing i think when we were talking with your buddy i like justified he's like uh, I want to take you to the track. I, well, I mean, Justified has been one of those horses where Bob Baffert knows. And when Bob Baffert says he is, quote, unquote, the LeBron James of horses, he said that <laughs> on air. I remember watching it. I was like, okay, I am all in on yeah. Justified. They, you don't get such a high-ranking person in an industry calling someone the LeBron James. He's the best in the sport. He is. So, you know, congrats to Mr. Baffert and – you know, and I hear he's got another horse on the cusp. Maybe next year could be another Triple Crown w- winner. So they seem to come in bunches. But right now, the horse whisperer, Mr. Baffert, the LeBron James, whatever you want to call him, he's having a heck of a time. He's having a, I mean, I want to say the other word, but Wait. I can't say it. But he was having a great time Just to raising clarify. these Triple Crown winners. What can I say? Just to clarify, he called Justify the LeBron James of horses. That's okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Mixing it up here. You know, I'm all, we're all amped up, fired up, running around from Studio A to B. Moving on to the French Open. Well, Charles Barkley, another NBA analyst, called it, said Sloan Stevens was going to win the French Open. Well, he was almost right. She made it to the final. And I'll tell you what, Sloan Stevens, you have a bright, bright future. You're an amazing tennis player. You've already won the U.S. Open. Now you proved, for some reason, I guess her critics were really bagging on her, saying, oh, well, she she can't win outside the U.S. Open. Well, she's proved. She made it to the French Open final and actually took the first set from the number one player, Simona Halep. However... 
Simona showed the reason why she's the number one player in the world, raised her game to a next level, took the next two sets, and won her first Grand Slam. But I tell you what, Sloan Stevens, you're an amazing tennis player, and I tell you what, it's not going to be for too long before you are mentioned in the, in the likes of uh, Serena and Venus Williams. You're going to be great. Enjoy what we have. And then on the men's side, what happened, Matt? What did the king of clay do? He does what he does. He won his 11th French Open. So now he's tied uh, Margaret Court winning 11 titles on one surface. She's won the Australian Open 11 times. So now Rafael Nadal is going to have a goal next year to get his dozen. And then after that, maybe the year after, his baker's dozen. (laughs) Is he number one in the world now? Yeah, he's still number one in the world. And after winning this, obviously, he's going to keep his number one ranking. And the payday, just to get to the finals, $1.3 to the loser. So don't feel so bad for the losers. Dominic Team, he's age 24. He's going to win a French show. But actually, when Rafael Nadal congratulated him after defeating him, 6-4, 6-3, 6-2, he said to him, he says, you're going to win some of these tournaments. But right now, not when Nadal, at age 32, is still playing at a high level. It's just so intense. And it's just this greatness that I just really enjoy watching. I got up really early Sunday morning and I had to work a busy day Sunday day, but I sacrificed sleep to watch Nadal, the clay master, king of clay. And he just was amazing to the point where his left hand cramped up on him. And I, it was kind of scary. You thought that he was going to have to pull out the tournament being up, you know, two sets already. And he was already up in the third set, but he found a way to make it happen. So congrats to Mr. Nadal. And you want to look at some other numbers too. He's won 55 tournaments on clay. That's a lot. That's a lot. Now, Dominic Team has beaten Nadal last year in the Rome, this year at the Madrid. Dominic Team, he's the number seven player in the world. And trust me, he, he he's going to win the French Open here soon. You heard it here first. Probably not next year or the following year, but he's going to win it. All right. I like it. I love the phrase, you heard it here first, because... You do sometimes. <laughs> and now, moving on up, we got to talk NBA because my man right here, Mr. Matt Burt, is a big Warriors fan. You got to appreciate what this team has done. They're a great team. They play great team basketball. They just won the third championship in four years. It's a beautiful brand of basketball. It is. It's- we can sit here and bag on, well, the Cavaliers, they made mistakes in game one, or or it's the officials, or this, that, LeBron took on too much. No, the bottom line is the Warriors were just too much. And I think the Cavs were just overmatched. And I think the Cavs were actually playing out of their minds. Yeah, they should have even been in the finals. I, I totally agree with all the points that you made. We did watch the NBA Finals. It was between the Rockets and the Warriors, which we said in the very beginning of the year. True. Um, to me, watching the NBA now has as what it, it's gotten to the point where it's fun to watch the entire year because we're gonna we got through the best portion of the year for most leagues, but the best is yet to come for the NBA. It was so great. Watching Watching the Warriors win and watching, you know, guys like Nick Young and seeing the guys that have never won anything. You watch JaVale, Jordan, McGee, JaVale McGee, Jordan Bell, all the all the guys that you know are, are kind of the role players get some accolades for absolutely the work they. they I, that's what I was more impressed with, and I was I was very impressed with Kevin Durant in that series. Just in general, he he got so much flack in Game One for not performing well, and he put up 29 points, and he had seven or eight rebounds and seven or eight assists, and three. Three blocks. It's like pick like, your poison. Come you know? on. Yeah. 
was it in Game Three where they shut down Steph and Clay Thompson, but then Durant goes off for forty three? It just, <laughs> it's just such a great team. But I'd say one of the X factors, and I'm so happy for him because he's found a new home and he's just deadly from like the mid range, short range jumpers, and that's Mr. Sean Livingston. I don't know, Matt, if you remember back in 2007 yeah. when he was with the Clippers and that nasty leg injury, you just thought for sure that would end his career. But it didn't. He's amazing player, and and he's that kind of guy that even when the Warriors were down, he's hitting those little jumpers. He's just keeping them afloat. It reminds me of like Brian Shaw, what he did for the Lakers in the first three Pete. He was that type of player that would calm everybody down. He's kind of like more the veteran. He would hit those shots when you need shots, keep them from not falling further in the hole. Kept them in the game, and then once the big guns started making their shots, it's all over from there. It's just a beautiful brand of basketball, and we just got to appreciate it. Uh, the, the only time I really saw a whole lot of isolation was in game three with Kevin Durant because no one was making shots besides him. No one was. I mean, if it wasn't for like guys like JaVale McGee getting 10 points and, and the the rest of the crew kind of picking up the load and Kevin Durant, literally every single time he would take a shot, I think he was 12 of 20, which uh, with my math, that's a little bit below 60% from the field. That's and, exactly 60%. But it's exactly <laughs> 60%. And it, um, that number is referring to the amount of contested shots he took and made. Or what about that 30-footer he just launched up and it was just nothing casual. but net. Boom. Just it was so just, casual. Just beautiful. Beautiful brand of basketball. But it's a was... different era. And the one thing I'm really tired of hearing is like they're always comparing LeBron to Michael to Kobe. It's, it's a just point. a different era. Let's pointless. just stop with that. Let's stop with that. So pointless. It, but... it really is. The Warriors are now the team. They've raised the bar. That's the team that teams are gunning for. That's the team that they got to knock off the hill. Well, now, to quote Maury <laughs> for the Rockets, it's now we coming at an arms race and you're going to have some pretty big arms in the offseason that yes, are available. Yes, you do. I think uh, the Rockets have to do a lot of moving and shaking in order to bring in LeBron. And True. I think that Chris Paul, regardless, is going to want a max contract, so that's $200 million right there. 219 sorry, to be specific. I have to share um, this story. You probably saw it. It's trending on Facebook, one of the little videos, but uh, one of my uh, nephews from uh, Ohio sent it to me. It was LeBron James getting off the bus and there was this little four-year-old fan. He goes, hey, LeBron, and asked to take a selfie. LeBron James stopped, took the time to take a selfie, and then he gave the little boy a fist pump and it just set this little boy off rocket launch into the universe like, wow, I just met LeBron James. I just thought, Mr. James, that was so classy of you. That's so cool of you to reach out to your youngest fans. You always make time for your youngest fans. I just, on the, on that the, is just so cool. On the flip side, if you're talking about the best in the sports, um, who do that kind of stuff. We saw Cristiano Ronaldo do the exact same thing. There was a little kid that came up with his cell phone and a Sharpie and he wanted to get his Ronaldo jersey signed. And he signed it, took a selfie, and gave him a hug and then walked into the arena. It's, I just, I love that. You know, for kids, that's what it's about. You think about when you're little. Like for me, I remember when I was really little and Johnny Bench was like the big star of the Reds and he took time to sign my baseball card. To this day, I remember it. Yeah. And then, of course, in my teen year, I, uh, I remember like going to a Reds game and Dave Parker when he was on there the Cobra and just before the game I just said Mr. Parker could you sign this for me and he's getting ready to go up the bat and he just stopped came over and signed it I was like that's so cool (laughs) you know so it's just awesome to see that so give it up to those guys but the rest of this offseason for the NBA is going to be 
rather interesting. You got guys like Paul George. You got Boogie Cousins. There's going to be a lot of moving Clint and Capella. shaking. There's exactly. Be, the arms race continues. Oh, in, yeah. July 1st. Yeah. July 1st. That's where that heats up. We got a lot going on before then because the World Cup is going to be coming up. Love it. We're not going to forget about the NHL, ladies and gentlemen. We're still going to get to that. But the World Cup. Of course, the heavy favorites, you know, Brazil, Germany, Spain, France, England on the outside looking in. Those seem to be like Argentina. Argentina. Yeah, and Belgium. Those are like the top seven teams. But the beautiful thing about the World Cup, you just don't know what you're going to get. But you pretty much know that Germany's going to be in there. And Brazil's going to be in there. We kick off the World Cup with a firecracker for a game. I think we we failed to mention these two teams: is Spain versus Portugal. Ooh, um, that'll be yeah, on Saturday. That's gonna be a great game. And the only, the, I'm bringing that up because it's the one game that starts at 9 a.m. on Saturday rather than 3 a.m. because of the time difference. So right, it's in uh, Russia. Yeah, a little bit of a time it, difference. It's just a slight bit. You know, some of these games are gonna be on wacky hours, so they'll probably do like the tape delay. What we used to say back in the day, but <laughs> so they can so we can see alive over here nowadays you already know what the score is so to speak so there won't be any spoilers on this show i'll tell you that no but um, but no it's going to be great so i mean there's just so much going on but you know just switching back to the nba look if lebron james does leave cleveland we don't even know if he's even going to leave but if he does this time around i always look at lebron james as the kid from northeast ohio that had a dream and his dream was when he grows up to bring a championship to Cleveland, and he did that. And he did it in a historic proportion where he beat a historic team, the one championship that the Warriors didn't win when they won the most games in a season. Remember him for that. Don't knock him like, oh, well, we went to five finals and only won one. Hey, you won the championship. Don't burn his jersey. The man did everything humanly possible to lead the Cavaliers to a championship. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to leave, but if he does leave, pay him homage. He's a great man, and he's always going to be an Akron boy or Akron man. Appreciate his greatness and if he decides to leave that's his prerogative that's what free agency is all about that's the business we got to accept it and move on and just be classy Cleveland we have nothing but respect for you on this show <laughs> I think that if you have a few things going for you if you're Cleveland one thing that you look at is Indians well I mean obviously the Indians but I, I was talking about in the Cavs in general uh, you you have the number eight overall pick and probably one of the the highest depth draft classes that we've had in a very very a long time. There's lots of... There, I've never seen how much debate there's been for over some of these players in, in terms of the spots that they've gotten uh, in the mock drafts, even though mock drafts literally don't matter and they're pointless. They're, most, they're almost as pointless as the LeBron versus MJ debate, but there's a lot of really good basketball players coming through in this next class. So Oh, absolutely. Cleveland could retool really, really quickly. They could get a pretty good rookie and then they could go out yeah. and they could get a guy like Paul George. They could be fun and exciting. Yeah, they could probably get Boogie Cousins on less than a max deal, and LeBron takes a pay cut. You never know with these kind of things. You're so. looking at a huge Laker fan in here. And let me tell you, I know it's been rough these last four or five years. I still support our team. I like our team. Yes, I miss Kobe Bryant. Of course, I wish Kobe could play forever, but he can't. He's moved on. He's already won an Oscar. <laughs> that man's amazing. He's a genius. However, it's nothing but uphill for the Lakers. So, and LeBron could end up on the Lakers. We don't know. It's all in his court now. You know, he just should relax, not listen to all the speculation, which he doesn't. <laughs> Professional athletes, they're immune to all that. He'll make the right decisions. And like you said, Matt, there's a lot of big-time free agents, a lot of arsenal out there. It's going to be an interesting, and the NBA has became a league that is year-round. It's not just going to stop. The news cycle doesn't stop. They surpass the NFL, which I never thought was going to be possible in terms of the news headlines 
cycling year-round. It is pretty crazy. They're right there with the NFL, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I the mean, NFL like, is pretty. <laughs> the NFL has got some pretty, but I have never seen like like a, a sport. During the middle of the season, like right now, there's a couple months where the NFL doesn't have any news going on. But with yeah. the NBA, it's like this, 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 this. Then True. they take a month break and then it's back. This, this, this. It's just constant. So we always will have something to talk about in the NBA because it's just like, oh, where's LeBron going to go? Where is this free agent going to go? They're all talking about it all year long. It's just, just enjoy like, the season. Enjoy for what it is. Enjoy the greatness of the Warriors. But another great team. Yes. The Capitals won the Stanley Cup. It, as you say, Matt, the gentleman's sweep. The gentleman's sweep. Has and the, look. It's not coined by me term, but yeah. The owner of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the goal was to win 30 games this year. <laughs> they, they obviously they, surpassed they that. that by not only did they get in the first round it. of the playoffs, they swept their first round opponent. They took the San Jose Sharks, who you had high regards for, and they were a really good team. Took them out in, what, five or six? games? Seven. It went to seven. It did go seven. So, yeah. So, they showed they faced adversity and they defeated it. They lost the first game to Winnipeg, who also was a pretty hot team, and did a gentleman's sweep on them. But, unfortunately, the luck ran out. Las Vegas, you have a great team, and you're going to be in contention for quite some time, depending on what happens in free agency and what happens with the expansion draft, you know, because Seattle's right around the corner. They're knocking on the door. I know, yeah. But the Capitals were on the cusp for the last three years, and their nemesis, the Pittsburgh Penguins, had knocked them out three straight years. And two of those years, Pittsburgh went on to win the title. So finally, the Capitals got over the hump and defeated Pittsburgh, made it to the finals. And you got to give it up to Ovechkin and the boys, man. They played an outstanding brand of hockey. Yes, they did. And they also have a tremendous talent on their team. They have tremendous. TJ Yoshi was a, a hero for us. Um, and his story with his dad is incredible um, with him having Alzheimer's and the ability uh, for my heart him. goes out to people that have yeah. to experience the Alzheimer's. It yeah. really does. And but his he was able to share a moment with his dad that his dad um, was able to, you know, cognitive ability was intact at that point. You know, so, so it's, it, it can you, they could be lucid for just a moment, and it's great to have that connection. And so he was able to share the cup moment with him. And, that is awesome. And to hear. He said that was more important than winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, hands so, down. There's really cool stories like that, and then you have really fun stories like Alexander Ovechkin swimming in a fountain and you know <laughs> well what ideal place you win the championship in Las Vegas come on what is Las Vegas known for it is the party city capital of the world right. are you kidding he was it's it, the adult playground of Disneyland he did that in Washington DC it's crazy he, he, oh, he did that in DC he, he threw out the first pitch he threw a bad first pitch he got a mulligan and then throws it again then just starts partying <laughs> hard and then he just starts swimming in the fountain outside of this. Oh, he's on a roll right now. I mean, like, I have never seen a, a celebration by an athlete like what Alexander Ovechkin has done with the cup. He's one of the best upper Absolutely. tier in hockey. I've never seen one of the best people act like him after the Stanley Cup and just be that rowdy. Well, how would you like, feel, you know, you... you- you're right there on the cusp. You know you had a championship quality team, but to get knocked out by the same team three years in a row, and then you finally get over the hump and defeat them. Yeah. And finally win the championship. It's just surreal. He, he, it's what they live for. That's what you play for. He was swimming in the fountain. Like, I've never <laughs> seen that. I, I love it. I love it. It was crazy. I, he deserves everything that he's been doing. And, you know, I, I think the Capitals, it was, it was good to see a Stanley Cup where there were two teams that – 
you know. Two unique stories. Two One, unique expansion stories. team, just a first year, go all the way to the finals. What a great story. It's just so exciting. You can, we can even feel the energy and a vibe from Las Vegas because we're about three and a half hour to four hour drive, depending on how you drive. <laughs> I know some people made it in three, which is highly dangerous going through a high desert like that. However, and then the Washington Capitals, the capital city, finally Washington gets a taste of a championship because I can't remember the last time maybe when the Redskins won the Super Bowl because the Washington Bullets back when they used to be the Bullets called the Bullets so to speak won the championship back in the 80s with good old Wes Unseld <laughs> but coming up next you got Austin this is her final show yeah. not to say forever but she's taking a break you know experiencing life and, and whatnot. so she's always welcome back here but she's going to have a fabulous show to close out Humanities for Humanities so uh, Austin we, we really enjoyed having you these last two quarters it's been a lot of fun it's been an honor to open up for you and of course the gold standard and who is that matt claudia shambao but uh you know she is the gold standard for sure but just a touch on us dean you know great run um we'd love to have you back thank you for the coffee and uh i think she's doing a tribute to anthony bourdain in her next show which is you know someone that i very highly uh respect and he is amazing at his profession and i was very sad about his passing you know some of the countries that i visited was because i've watched anthony bourdain's show and it's just inspiring i just like how he goes off the beaten path and how he just kept things simple conversation like hey how are you get to know the people and this is food drink you know let's just let's share a beer let's uh let's have some whatever it is that you're doing and just just appreciate just keep it simple it, it just it's how what life's about well and the, yeah. yes that and the fact that he was able to be so respectful to so many different people of so many different cultures um it's really tough to see in in nowadays especially uh with our current political state which i, I won't go into but because um, right, we're a sports talk show, so we're not going to bore you with all this politics and stuff. No, but, but, you know, Matt and I, we're sensitive to that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I, I think he, he is a very good model to show how we can be um, show that other cultures and other um, people respect. So great job, you know, to Anthony Bourdain. It's so sad to hear about that. I know he had a lot of struggles. We're going to close with the Reggae Cowboys from the Pony Express album. And it is so fitting for what we went through this morning as a radio station. World of confusion. (laughs) And uh, we thank you for tuning in to Sports Matters. Obviously, you can go on to KUCI.org, click on Show Schedule, Sports Matters, and we'll take you right to SoundCloud. But if you go to SoundCloud, just type in Sports Matters Radio Post. And and Matt, close her out. Love you, Grandma. Oh, my God.